Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is so exciting. When you're listening to this, right now it's Thursday, but when you listen to this, it'll be Sunday. I'm expecting you to be with a coffee in your hand, going on a lovely walk, off to buy yourself some flowers, making yourself a delicious breakfast. Do you know what I had the other day when I went to Manchester? We'll go through the entire week because fucking hell, it's been stressful, but... I had potentially the nicest French toast I've ever had in my entire life. And this weekend, this weekend, I'm going to recreate it. And you're all going to recreate it because hands down, it was incredible. It was like regular French toast. Well, not regular French toast. That's downplaying it. It's like brioche French toast with wild mushrooms, truffle oil and parmesan. I added halloumi, of course, because I was like, that's not going to be filling enough. Then it arrived. It was huge. It was massive ate it all obviously incredibly delicious I cu- it was just there was just something about it I don't know what it was maybe it was the fact that I hadn't eaten since breakfast and it was already like two maybe that made it even more delicious but 10 out of 10 make something like that for breakfast or what uh, the other thing they had was brioche eggy bread that's what french toast is really isn't it french toast is just the fancy way of saying eggy bread that with like strawberries and maple syrup and stuff like that on and I was like that's mad to be fair I do like a sugary eggy bread that is nice it's it's a very universal flavor eggy bread you can have it with ketchup or with sugar it's very weird I wonder what other things pancakes you can have savory and sweet and did you know pancake mixture is also Yorkshire pudding mixture so you can have golden syrup on Yorkshire puddings I have it quite regularly I'm going to admit something that everyone's going to hate. I'm just going to say it anyway. When I have a Yorkshire dinner, when I have a Yorkshire dinner, what is even is a Yorkshire dinner? When I have a roast dinner, I save the Yorkshire puddings and eat them afterwards and eat them with golden syrup because it's just nicer. It is just nicer and there's nothing anyone could say to me that would doubt that fact. I should probably get on with a life update before I try to convince you all to eat food in a really, really weird direction. I was going to say direction then. That was a weird little... Do you ever just start speaking and then a word comes out that you just do not expect to come out? But anyway, moving on. Let's go on with this week's life update because wow has it been. It's been a week and it's only Thursday. I'm trying not to think about what this weekend will hold. <sighs> Guys, house hunting... I'm Right, I said last week we don't focus on the problem, we focus on the solution, we focus on the positives, okay? So I'm not manifesting that house hunting is hard. I'm just saying house hunting is a difficult experience in London and I am not a fan, not a fan. You have to bid. Who the fuck? No one told me any of this. No one told me you had to bid for properties. You don't just get the asking price and how much is it and do you want to pay that? Yeah, I want to pay that. Okay, cool, you've got it. No, you literally have to put in your best offer and the highest offer wins for a rental property a rental property. I think we found a nice one, but I'm just not, I just don't even get my hopes up anymore. I don't even, I just don't think about anything. I don't get too attached to these things. I really like the one I just found though. And we're trying not to think about it anymore. There was one, which honestly, I was like, we'll definitely get that. No one else will want that. It's literally in a basement. The kitchen had no windows, people. And I was like, no one else is not going to like that. Like, do you know what I mean? That it's not nice enough to have competition. Did we get it? No. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. This was like an £800 a month rental property and the kitchen didn't even have windows. That's £800 each, by the way. £2,300. £400 actually. (laughs) 
No one mentally prepares you for the stress of house hunting. It's so stressful. I have I was up at 2am last night house hunting. I was literally scouring through Zoopla. The weird thing about it is, and it only dawned on me today, there's literally like 20 properties. There's 20 properties right now that are suitable in our price range with three bedrooms in L- London. 20 properties. There are more than 20 groups of three moving to London. Hence why the housing market is so fucking stressful. I really thought the first one I put an offer in, we'd just get it. Like, that it would be like, once we found one, then it'd be like, yep, that's yours, easily done. No, 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 no. So if you ever plan to move to London, please. I mean, this is the thing. I say, please give yourself enough advance. I gave, I knew in January. I have been searching for four months. It's just, anyway, I'm not manifesting a drama about it. It's going to work out. It is all going to be fine. That's the thing that currently makes me feel quite anxious, but I'm trying to ignore it because I don't want to feel anxious all the time about it because I literally, I can't change it. I've been noticing how my social media has been going up like quite a lot more. And as we all know, I scroll when I feel anxious and that is what I've been doing quite regularly. Like last night was just a classic case of anxiety, not knowing what to do. Like I was just up and it was half one in the morning or 2am in the morning. I was on Zoopla and then I went on TikTok and I was just scrolling and I was like, I'm literally, you know, when you're so tired, you can't even go to sleep. I was so tired, I started feeling sick because yesterday was the day from, although it was the day from hell. Oh, that was creepy. My pillow just fell over on its own. Although it was the day from hell, like, I coped with it very well, very, very well. Recently, I've been really, like, embodying. If it's out of my control, then I'm not stressing about it. Like, there's nothing I can do about it, and it is what it is. So when I woke up yesterday, no, Tuesday morning, I went downstairs, and I've been working, like, a little conservatory area at the moment because I think it's good to have a differentiation between your workspace and your kind of, like, bedroom area. And so I was doing, working down there, and... I went down to work and I'm always running late. Like, I'm always running late. I start work at quarter past nine and finish at quarter past five. Um, weird time-ups. We have to do a stand-up each day, which is like a little team meeting type thing, hence why it's a weird start time. And so I went down and it was literally like 9.13. I was like, this is fine. I've got loads of time. I'm basically early. Go to switch my laptop on. Black screen. Just a black screen. And then I did all of like the recovery tests. And I did like recovery mode and everything like that. And like just nothing no response and then a lock turned up with you had to enter a password into and so I entered my password into it that didn't work that didn't work in the slightest I was like oh no this is actually really bad and so I contacted like the tech help desk and then I had they were like oh try this try this try this and none of it worked and then they were like yeah you're gonna have to go to Manchester we're really sorry you need to go to a tech like the tech office and I was like oh no no that's so far away and so yesterday I had to travel to Manchester for literally someone to enter a password into my laptop which is no one's fault like it's no one that there's not actually someone I can be pissed off about this with it's just it is what it is it's what I signed up to when I agreed to work remotely it's kind of it is how remote working works that's the trade-off you make but god it was a long, long way. And then when I got there, I got there fine, like got my thing changed and everything. Then I took myself out for lunch, which was lovely. I was like, well, I'm in Manchester. I may as well make the boast of being here. I may as well make myself some, l- well, not make, go out for some nice lunch, which was the French toast as previously explained. And then, and then I'm sat in the cafe and I'm like, oh, check the train times. Probably good just to check my train's still on time. Check it cancelled train was cancelled I was like oh 
okay, train cancelled, it's alright, we'll, we'll just get the next one, it's absolutely fine, embracing uncertainty, embracing not things not going to plan, this is what we're doing, and so, and so, I took myself out for dinner, no, I took myself out for a coffee, went into a cafe, did some work in the cafe, because I was like, well, I should do my presentation, so just sat in a cafe for two hours or three hours, did the presentation, then, then everyone, checked train line again, halfway through whilst I'm drinking my coffee, whilst I'm too far away from the train station to get there, not only was my train running, it was there, going from the station nearby, I had three minutes to get there. Three minutes together, because I wasn't checking whether my train was running, I was checking that the train after was still running, so I don't know what had happened, but Transpennine Express, ugh, had cancelled and then uncancelled, not notified me that they'd uncancelled the train. So then I had to stay in Manchester for an extra two hours, which meant I didn't get home till seven. And then when I arrived home, it was such a beautiful day that I wanted to go down and see the sea because I just like seeing the sea. And so walked there, then went to see my boyfriend and got a drink. And then by the time I walked home, it was literally like nine o'clock at night and I was so tired. And I was like, this isn't, I'm not made for this. I am not made for this type of travel in one day. That is six hours of traveling for someone to enter a password in. So yeah, that was a long day. I didn't even buy anything. I didn't even get any shopping done or anything. There was nothing cute in any of the shops. I did nearly buy a corset top, but I really only bought it because it was on sale. Well, I was going to buy it because it was on sale and I was like, it could look cute, but I just don't think it's me. I don't think it's me. I just don't think, I couldn't imagine myself wearing it. Oh, on the topic of clothes, guess whose barley order has arrived? Fucking hell. No one tells you how traumatic it is trying to find good bikinis. No one tells you. First off, ordered this black one. I was like, you know what? That has great potential. That has excellent potential. Put it on. No, absolutely not. It did nothing. It did nothing for me. It, it was not the one, like, the bra part of it was so weird, it literally had no, it, it, it was basically non-existent, there was literally no point of it even being there, so that's going back, then I tried on these bottom type ones, and oh my god, they were just absolutely horrific, some of the worst things I've ever seen, so they're going back, the only weird thing that actually ended up being a plus is that I ordered this pink bikini, looked like a baby pink, I was like, that's really cute, I love pink, I think, I suit pink, I like pink, <sighs> tried it on, well, it arrived, I open it, it's not baby pink, it's neon pink, it is a vibrant pink, there is nothing subtle about the pinkness of this pink, but thought, you know what, no judgment, let's try it on, could be all right, try it on, I love it, I love it, it's kind of like my collusion pink jumper that came, and it was neon, and then it looked a bit more, and I was like, hmm, you're actually quite nice. I actually quite like you. So this is your little daily reminder to not judge a book by its cover. To I think this is the key to trying on clothes is to literally have no expectations and see what happens. Like there was this ASOS this dress I got from Urban. The lady who tried it on wore it with cowboy boots and it's already quite like a cowboy themed dress. So she literally looked like a cowboy and I showed it to everyone online and everyone was like, that is just, that's, that's not nice. And I saw its potential. I saw where it could go. It was on sale from 54 down to 22. Instantly bought it. Guides, it's incredible. It's so cute and nice and airy and nice. And I, just, I love it. It's going to be perfect. So I bought that. And I also bought two new bodysuits because they are so useful for skirts. But yeah, all in all, good shopping experience. I still haven't got my other order because annoyingly weekday only order to shops and that really pisses me off when you can't get it to deliver to your house that honestly 
It's such an annoying little thing to go and get, but we move. I'm going to have to go get it tomorrow. I'm going to have to, I am going to have to get it tomorrow. I've also been, actually, I should probably mention this in the new things I've done this week. I'm going to stop talking about the book I'm reading at the moment. That is not even coming out of my mouth. I have been so tired this week and I don't know if anyone else has, but this week I'm exhausted. I think the anxiety of everything of like moving to, moving hours, barley, like work is really coming to like culminating into its final few stages now. So that's kind of stressful, but yeah. God, I am exhausted, which has meant that my routine, my routine, what was that accent, which has meant my routines changed quite a bit recently. Normally, I've been able to wake up and go for a work run and be like really proactive with that. But recently, I've been so tired, so, so tired. And it's just not happening. So I've been doing like a smaller workout in the morning and going for a walk or something in the evening. And that's been working out well. So yeah, I feel like sometimes we think routines have to last forever that you can't have stiff like it can't differentiate whereas it's really important to differentiate because you're not always going to be feeling the same especially if you're a woman your period like the energy levels massively are affected by the by the menopause that's wrong by your menstrual cycle massively massively affected so to think that your routine is going to be the same every single day and you're going to feel the same doing it is not sustainable in the slightest I always used to think it had to be and I used to really beat myself up when I didn't want to go for a run or do a workout or do anything and now I'm so much more compassionate with myself because I really see a difference as the weeks go on, how it impacts like mentally, how I feel a bit more anxious, how I'm tired, how I need more sleep, how I'm more hungry, all of these things are totally normal I think it's normal, it's weird to think you're going to act the same every single time so yeah. It's taken me a while to realise that but it's been a good thing to realise. So all in all this week is going well. On Saturday, I'm going to go for a picnic, I think. I'm trying to convince my boyfriend to go to pick your own strawberries. I'm unsure if it's a scam, though. I cannot decide if it's just a scam. I don't know if it'll be a fun experience. You know one of those things that you just do it and actually it's a bit boring? It's not actually as fun as you think it's going to be? I don't really fancy doing something boring this weekend. So maybe a picnic. There's a secret beach where I live and I kind of want to go there. It's really cute. It's really, really nice. I'll post it on my stories new. I'll let you all in on the secret. Will not post its location though because I refuse for this beach to be found. I feel like because more people are finding me, like they're seeing my Instagram stories and be like, where is this? Where is this lovely place that you live? And I'm like, guys, although the place I live is absolutely stunning. Like I'm so lucky to live here. The sea's there and some lovely walks. Like it is not all nice. The town center, it's horrific. It's crazy. It's crazy how much of um like it's making me realize how much of an illusion you can create with social media just based on what you choose to share because you don't no one shares everything and it's kind of interesting to hear about this concept of what people create about where you are. And the reason it's interesting is because I think about what I've thought about based on what other people have shown me like other I'm not an influencer but what proper influencers have done of like what the things they take pictures of and this idea of where they've created and things like that I wonder how realistic is that to where they actually are what have they just chosen to show and not chosen to show and what's the actual like full circle picture I don't know it's interesting anyway I'm rambling we need to go on to the topic of this week's podcast and I'm excited because it's an interesting one it's not a topic I've done before well it, I have done about loneliness being on your own finding yourself I've done kind of different episodes about that but never one which was so like focused by you guys never so much input by you guys so I'm excited so yeah hope you enjoy and let me know what you think make sure you rate review follow me on Instagram follow me on TikTok you got melon school pod and yeah let me know what you think So the topic of this week's podcast is kind of like an interesting combination of different things that you all said. I asked on the on my stories about what this podcast should be about and a lot of you said different things that I actually thought molded into the very same 
concept. So the first thing was kind of a lot of them were about like being alone, enjoying time on your own, how that kind of goes together, the social anxiety of being alone. And then a few of you asked different like a FOMO and missing out and how to deal with peer pressure and how to deal with like mindfulness and all of these types of things. And I was like, although these topics individually could have their own podcast, collectively, I think they're very intertwined. They'd make a really interesting episode because I go, what word did I just say? Because that was exceptional. Because I think being alone is something that we only really start to appreciate as we get older because it's something that you spend a lot more time doing. Being alone is something that I have really, really struggled with. I've kind of... I don't know. I kind of go one or two ways of it. I used to hate it. I used to absolutely hate being on my own. And I was around people constantly. I couldn't be on my own in the slightest. And then I kind of went into a phase where I only liked being alone. Being alone was the place where I felt calmest, safest, enjoyed the most time where that was really where I felt best because I led myself to believe that that was when Because really, when I was alone and on my own, I was in control of the situation. And that's what was making me happy. I've now realised it wasn't actually really being alone. It was being in control of the situation. And now I'm kind of in a happy medium. I really, really enjoy being on my own and enjoy having that like time by myself to do what I want to do and to kind of free up my headspace and everything like that. But I also enjoy really being around people. And I kind of, I now notice the pros and cons of both. And I think... It's good once you get to that place because there definitely are and you need to be aware and you need to have both in your life because humans are social creatures and to think that you'll be fully fine on your own is very naive and you won't be. You always need someone. Even the most introverted person needs to know that one person loves them. It's proven. It really is proven. So why is being alone seen as such a bad thing in our society? I... I don't know about it in our society as a general thing, but I always really hated being alone because I didn't really like... I didn't... I thought that meant... I thought that reflected badly on myself. I thought that everyone had to be around people all the time, constantly. I think about all the TV shows and everything that I used to watch. I thought about the books that I used to read and everyone had these massive friendship groups where they had so many people to be around. And I so I associated that contact, that human contact with popularity and goodness and that if you were around people all the time, that meant you had your shit together. That meant that, like, you were better in a way and that being on your own made you worse because that meant that you didn't have people that you wanted to be around. And that, in its turn, and then I felt like that made me, then that used to make me really sad. And so whenever I was on my own, I just felt really, really sad. And I was on my own a lot. Like, I was on my own a lot because where I live, compared to where I went to school, probably, like, 20 miles from where I live. And so it was a 40-minute bus journey every day. Maybe it was more than 20 miles. That doesn't sound that quite right, but I don't know. Um, It was like 20 miles, 40 miles. I don't know. It was far away anyway. It was a 40-minute bus journey every day. And so I didn't have many friends in the area that I live in, which meant I spent a lot of time on my own, like a lot of time on my own. And I used to find it really hard. And I still do find it hard. I find it really tricky, especially found it trickier getting older and when I moved back home and I really didn't know anyone here seeing I think I didn't used to have social media and that used to make it a lot easier because I didn't know what I was missing out on and I didn't have so much FOMO and now FOMO is something that I've got a lot better at dealing at but it's fucking hard and we're going to come to that because it's a whole point topic in itself I think being alone for me was always a kind of like 
I didn't have as much social anxiety when I was alone because I wasn't being social, so I felt calmer. But also then I did have a lot more social anxiety because I was aware of the fact that I was alone and maybe I wasn't doing that well socially and I used to find that really, really hard to grapple with. I used to find it... I'd compare myself to everyone else that I was around and it used to make me really sad because I realised that I didn't have this massive friendship group, I didn't have this loads of people to hang out with, I didn't just have spontaneous plans being made, like... I didn't have that and I thought that reflected badly on me and that would make me feel really sad and that would make me feel like alone which is ridiculous because I still always had my family around me and I had like my best friend like I I wasn't alone in the slightest but that's what I thought it would be and because that kind of social anxiety made me feel in those moments where I was alone really worthless I think I didn't feel I don't know I just I just used to feel really sad I didn't know what to do with my time. I just kind of float around. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't see, this is what I'm now starting to realise in the way that I've reframed it in my head is I didn't used to see spending time on my own as still spending time with someone, just that person is myself. It's just not someone else. And I didn't used to give it the same amount of appreciation or effort or anything. I just wait. I'd almost feel like I was waiting around for other people. And I think that also feeds into this idea that being alone, worthlessness, you're like it's bad to be on your own you're not doing anything good it's because you're waiting around for other people and that feeds that monster of like I'm just waiting I'm just existing to be around other people and it's not a healthy way to be but that's what I was being like and it's an interesting once you start realizing that maybe that is the reason that you're feeling so upset about something or that's the reason why you feel upset when you are on your own is because you realize you're just waiting around for people and then it makes you feel like you don't have an impact on your own it makes you feel like you're not your own person which is a whole whole new kettle of fish that's a whole new situation in itself and I think ultimately this feeds into what FOMO is today this feeds into this narrative that like the fear of missing out you feel like you're missing out because you don't feel value in your own company you don't see the value in being on your own because you see all over social media and I think social media has made this more social media has made this harder because not only is everyone's plan so accessible we know what everyone's doing because everyone posts about what they're doing all the time not only is that but they're posting a highlights reel so they're posting the best possible parts about what's going on so beforehand when you went before social media you'd hear about what your mates did and you'd only hear about what your mates did because you wouldn't hear what a random stranger did online and when your mate told you what they'd do they'd tell you the pros and the cons do you know what I mean they'd be honest about what was going well if they were a good friend they'd be honest about what was going on and I think that's what's compen- that's what's like contributed to this fear of missing out mentality is because now we think we're missing out on this we think we're missing out on an ideal that isn't actually real it's not actually what's gone on it's not actually real life when I post pictures from Bali I'll post the incredible ones but I want to post the bad ones too I want to post the things that don't go straight to plan and touch wood that nothing goes wrong but there are going to be things that don't go to plan and I'm going to post that too because that's realistic and that's what I want you've got mail to be but I didn't used to be like that and I haven't always been like that and I think it's a thing that you just kind of get when you're getting older I think the biggest thing with FOMO my biggest piece of advice on how to deal with FOMO it it really goes away once you start valuing your time on your own which leads back to this kind of original overarching point of loneliness and dealing with loneliness in your 20s because I think loneliness is this monster that is fed by everything around us. But once you realise what it actually is and once you realise being alone isn't that bad, it's actually really fucking great, everything changes. Your mindset on so many things that used to plague you and make you feel so anxious and alone, go. I think the thing with loneliness 
is that you just you're not valuing yourself as a good person to spend time with and as soon as you switch that around as soon as you start creating yourself into this person you actually really enjoy being around everything is so much better everything is better it's honestly mad So what can you do when you are really struggling with loneliness, whether that's to do with social anxiety and coming into new social situations and being on your own and feeling like you're not worthy of spending time with other people, whether that's when you are on your own, do you feel really shit and sad and you don't really spend it the best way that you could and you know you don't spend it the best way that you could? Whether it's FOMO and you see things online, you're really struggling. There are so many different ways that loneliness trickles its way into your life and I think it's something that we could definitely all work on. So then the first piece of advice I would give you on how to deal with being on your own is to stop being so scared of being on your own. It's to realise you're not that bad of a person, that you are a good person to spend time with, that you're actually pretty fucking cool, okay? And that you can have just as good a time as you can on your own as you can with people. I think I used to have this concept when I was on my own, I almost had to hide. I almost had to be in my room, just hide from people. And that was what I did. Like, couldn't really be do anything fun. I just had to be on my own, just do reading or watching Netflix or anything like that. No, when you're on your own, take this as the best opportunity to do whatever the fuck you want. If there's a book you've been wanting to read, go to the bookshop and like buy it or go to the library and rent it out. There's a dinner you've been wanting to cook, cook it. There's a cafe you've been wanting to try. Go to the cafe. That's what I did when I was in Manchester. There's this cafe that I've been wanting to try for ages. And and so I was just walking past and I was like, I'll go for lunch there. Brilliant. I've always wanted to go for lunch there. And I put on a podcast. I think this is the key with doing things on your own. So let's say you go out for food on your own and you're nervous about going for food on your own. I used to be so fucking scared of going for food on my own. I only went for my first like restaurant meal on my own a few months ago, five or six months ago, and I was so nervous doing it because you think that everyone's looking at you because you're looking at everyone else, because you're taking in everything around you because you're on your own. There's nothing else really, there's no like reciprocal stimulation. It's just you on the world. You think everyone's looking at you the same way, but it's not. Think about all the times you've gone out for dinner with people and you've just been focused on that experience. That's what you've been doing. You're not thinking about the person eating dinner on their own. If anything, you look over at them and it's literally a sideward glance, then you get on with your dinner because that's not what you're doing right now. And I think that is so important to remember that although everyone else is the focus of your like brain right there and then, you are not the focus of everyone else's. I promise you that. And I also, when I go for dinner on my own, if I'm going for a nice one, I like to let them know beforehand because you get a nicer table near the window. I think it's so much nicer if you're eating on your own to have a table by the window to people watch. It's so much more interesting. And then the things I like to do when I am on my own, like eating, is I like listening to podcasts. Um, Shock horror. Uh, I like listening to podcasts more than reading because I find it hard to turn the page when I'm eating. I can't do it. Maybe if I'm reading on my iPad, then I could probably do it. Um, but I, fi- I find that entire situation a bit tricky. I, it's, I don't enjoy it. And so podcasts, I listened to a really interesting one yesterday, the Diary of a CEO one. It was all about marketing and sales and communication. And I'm quite, I really enjoy communication and sales. And that's what I worked in before. And so it was really interesting to hear about. And to hear, it, I can't remember the guy who was on it. He was, he was being interviewed, but he had some really interesting things he was sharing. And I think listening to a podcast is a really interesting like way to eat dinner because you're listening, but you don't have to think of your response. You're just listening, not like a conversation. So you can fully focus on the food. And I think this is what makes going out for dinner and being on your own so exciting and not scary is because now you can fully immerse yourself in that experience. You're not 
having you're not worried about what the other person's going to award you're not worried about money you're not worried about blah, blah 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 because you're fully in control of the situation so you can just fully focus on what's going on at hand you're not thinking about the conversation you're going to create you're not thinking of anything like that I, before i ate yesterday i was like i smelled the food i was like that smells delicious that smells incredible and then i chose the podcast and it was all so much slower and I got to like really enjoy the food and I wasn't rushing and I wasn't thinking about anything else other than the food I was eating. I was so much more present. And I think this feeds into why learning to be on your own is such a good skill to practice because it feeds into so many different mindful practices. It honestly feeds into so much because if you manage to carve out time to be on your own, you're so much aware of your surroundings when you are alone because you are alone and it's so much more of a mindful experience. I really, really enjoyed going for dinner yesterday. But if you'd have told me 12 months ago you're going to be going for dinner on your own in a busy Manchester cafe, like restaurant, I'd have shit myself. I'd have hated it. I wouldn't have gone probably. I'd have just have got like a sandwich from somewhere and sat in a park. Like I would not have done that. So no one is thinking about you as much as you are thinking about them. It's such an important lesson to learn. And then I think going on from this is the kind of get stepping away from the fear mentality of, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. I could never go on it alone. Like I can't deal with this on my own. No one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about them. So please just do it. You will genuinely enjoy it. I think it's like once you're not scared anymore, you need to learn to become excited about this and start valuing your own company as much as you do as everyone else is around you. If someone invited you out for dinner, you'd be so fucking excited. You'd be so excited. You're inviting yourself out for dinner, so be excited. Put as much effort into that experience as you do with yourself, as you do would with another person. Wear a nice outfit. Put on a perfume that you think smells great. Wear a lip gloss that you really like the colour of. Wear a bag you enjoy. Listen to a podcast you really enjoy. Value your own company and curate this experience to be the dream experience you want it to be. Because right now you have full control over the experience and that's what makes being alone so much fun. Because you literally get to decide whatever you want to happen will happen. You get to be fully in control of the situation. When else can you say that? It's always going to have to be a compromise if you're not on your own, as it should be. You can't just be like snow plowing your way through everything. But still, it's so important that you start to learn to value this time because as you get older, this ability to spend time on your own, you're going to need to start carving it out because it's not going to come as easy. Family become more important. You might meet a partner. You might get married. You might have children. I don't know what your life's going to pan out, but you are not going to be able to have as much alone time as you do now. So cherish it. Cherish it and really learn to value your own company. I think... One of the things about spending time on your own, and it's as I said earlier, I used to feel like I was floating, like kind of like not proactively spending my time, not really knowing what to do when I was alone. And that's why I started the podcast. That's why I started You've Got Mail, because I was like, I need, I need a hobby. I genuinely realized I had no hobbies. I'm going to do a podcast on this about like finding your hobbies and things like that, like curating a life you'd love, because I genuinely had no hobbies. I was happy and I had friends and I was like, I enjoyed doing different things, but I had nothing that was my thing that I did. You know how like my boyfriend DJs and he loves it and he's really good at it. And that's his hobby. That's his love. That's his passion. That's what he does. That's what he does when he's like free in his free time. Some people play musical instruments. Some people do sport teams. 
I was like, well, I work out, but I don't really know if you can class the gym as a hobby. Like, I enjoy Pilates now, but I wasn't doing that back then. I was doing much more, like, gym-type workouts because um, I lived in a city and there were better gyms. Like, guys, the gyms where I live, so expensive, and they're just not the ones. And I've gone off the gym now anyway. I'm, I'm in a different era. I'll probably join when I go back to London, but not for now. I'm getting so distracted. This was not the point of that topic sentence, but I think this is the thing. It's when you do start spending more time on your own and when you do start enjoying your time on your own, you start investing in the time on your own. You don't mind paying for you to go to that sports class. You don't mind paying for you to go to yoga or go for a massage or go get your nails. I don't know, little things. You don't mind splashing out on it because you value that time on your own just as much as you do with someone else. And when you invest in this time, it doesn't always have to be money things. Investing time is just as important as investing money. Carving out time to spend with yourself it's just as valuable because by doing that, okay, you explore a different, I don't know, all I can think of are different types of workouts right now. That's really, really bad. Like there are so many other hobbies, sewing, sewing, exactly. Making your own clothes, drawing, painting, reading, carving out that time is so important in spending time on your own because you give yourself the freedom to explore. I think one of my biggest, biggest flaws is needing to plan everything because I don't give myself the freedom just to exist and potter. Like, pottery in my room is potentially one of my most favourite activities. You know when you have no jobs to do and you're just, like, walking around your room, you just do, like, little bits. I might draw for a little bit and then I might listen to a bit of a podcast. Then I might clean my room a bit and then I might try on a new outfit. Or I might do little bits and, like, there's literally no plan to what I'm doing. I'm just existing And when you spend time on your own and when you are in that period of your life, it's so great because you get to create, you get to find out what you actually enjoy. You get to find out what you actually enjoy doing, how you enjoy spending your time, things that make you happy, things that make you sad, things you don't enjoy. And slowly but surely you get to kind of have like this metal detector on who you are as a person. You actually spend time getting to know yourself, which makes being alone so much less scary because you know the person that's coming to stay. It's you. You know who you are. You know what you like doing. You know what you're going to go do. And having that time in your own is so important in recharging because it gives you a break from everything and allows you to see things in a different way because you change your perspective and it's crucial. It's so important. And I also think the other important reason for spending time on your own is because it's really important to be bored. Great things happen when you're bored because your brain thinks in a different way. I think our society's got a really flawed view of boredom. Boredom is so important. If I hadn't have been bored, I would never have created this podcast. If I'd have been really, really busy, I would never have created it. Guys, I was so fucking bored. I was so bored. I was so, so, so bored. If I wasn't bored at my job, I'd never have applied to this job I'm in now. And if I hadn't applied to this job now, I would never have potentially been offered a job for next year. Do you know what I mean? Boredom breeds opportunity because it makes your brain think in a different way because your brain starts analysing everything that's going on around you and it makes you think about all these different things. So next time you are on your own, you're feeling bored. That is fucking incredible. Take advantage of it. You don't know where it could take you. Brainstorm how you'd like to spend your time. Do a bit of a mind map. I don't know what you like to do, how you like to control your time. But honestly, it's life-changing being bored. And I think this is the thing with being alone. It allows you to be bored. And I think that's really, really important. And not only is being bored, but not only not being bored, I started with the wrong sentence there. Not only is being alone so important in knowing who you are and how you like to spend your time and curating this great relationship with yourself, because you are the person you're going to spend the most time with. 
You are in your brain from the moment you wake up to the moment you die. So you better create a relationship that you actually enjoy. You better create something with yourself that you actually enjoy being around. You are literally the person you spend the most time around and you cannot stand to spend an evening by yourself. How does that work? How does that work? And I'm not talking about people who have like severe mental illnesses here and other things going on in their lives. Like this is obviously just for an average person who doesn't suffer from severe mental illnesses because I realise depression and things like that are very debilitating and that's very different. So yeah, realise that sentence could have come across wrong. I wasn't referring to anyone suffering with that, but creating this relationship with yourself, you are literally going to be with yourself all the time. So you need to create your relationship into someone you like. You need to create yourself into someone like you like. You need to find out who you want to be, how you like spending your time, because then you going forward, you're going to be able to make so much better decisions on how you want to spend your time going further. It's so much easier to grow where, when you know who you are, where you know where you want to grow into. And I think not only is that being on your own and learning to deal with loneliness and realising that even though you are alone, you are not lonely, forming the differentiation between the two... It's really important to know who you are going forward is because that inner voice, that person that talks like to you, that person who you are when you are on your own, you develop so much of a greater relationship with them that when you're in social situations where you have to stand on your own two feet, where you have to know what you want, peer pressure is a perfect example of this. When everyone around you is telling you to do something that you don't want to know, when you don't want to do, sorry, but you have spent time on your own, you know who you are, you know what your values are, you're not afraid to be on your own, then you're so much easier able to say no. You're so much better able to make a choice that you actually want to do, that you actually think you will enjoy. And I think this is the thing about being on your own and loneliness and thinking about everything to do with that. It's that when you're when people around you are all telling you to do something and you do it even though you didn't really want to do it it's because you're not that strong in who you are and you're scared that of what they'll say about you but as soon as you are confident in who you are and you don't feel lonely on your own you're able to make better decisions because you realize that someone only comes into your life when you like them being in your life when someone make a positive impact on your life then you want them there if they start negatively affecting you then you want them gone and that's that And you can create a life you really enjoy then because the people around you are better reflections of who you want to become and who you are. And it means you create a life that you really, really enjoy. But if you're unable to say no to people, if you're unable to actively choose who you want in your life, you're just going to let anyone in. And these people are not going to treat you right and you're going to end up in sticky situations. I did it. I look back at some of my past like relationships and everything like that and everything going on and it's it's like, God, who was I? Just like a yes man said yes to everyone I let everything into my life I just I had no control over what I actually wanted because I didn't know who I was as a person I hadn't had that conversation with myself and I wasn't able to have that conversation with myself so when I was put in decision in when I was put in positions where my decisions really mattered where who I was as a person mattered I didn't know what to say and so I did the decision that made other people happy because I didn't know what I actually wanted because I hadn't spent time developing that relationship with myself. And I think that's so important. If there is anything, anything you take from this podcast, it's please, please start getting to know yourself. Please put in as much effort as you do with yourself as you do with other people. Carve out two hours a week just to do something that you like. Find hobbies that you really enjoy. Work out who you want to be in this world because we're not going to be here forever. We're not going to be here forever. It's the only definitive thing. We're not. 
I mean, it depends on what you believe. You might come here in, like, reincarnation. You might come here as a different spirit. You might come here... I don't know. I know I'm not saying that those things aren't real. I'm saying in this lifetime, who you are right now, the stars will never align this way. You're not going to be able to repeat time. And so work out who you want to be and what you enjoy. Work out who you are so you can spend as much time channeling that person. And when you are better able to channel that person, you're able to FOMO. FOMO, you don't struggle with FOMO anymore because you're not missing out. You're spending time on your own. And that is equally as satisfying and as enjoyable. That is no longer an upsetting experience. That's no longer something to feel sad about. It's something to celebrate because you know how worthwhile it's going to be. You know how worthwhile being bored is because you know that that breeds opportunity and you're excited about your future. You no longer feel too much social anxiety in situations because you know who you are. You like who you are and you know you'll let good people into your life if you meet them. And if you don't like someone, that's fine. They don't have to come in. Your sole purpose is not just to make other people and please other people. It's to please who you are as a person as well. You're no longer going into social situations with the fear of will they like me. You're also going in with the question of will I like them? I don't know, let's see. And that's such a positive experience because everything shifts. The people you let into your life shift. The person you are shifts. You're no longer FOMO. You no longer deal with peer pressure because you're better able to say no because you know who you are as a person. And then this all comes into mindfulness because when you know who you are as a person, you're better able to be in touch with your needs. You're able to be in touch with what you actually want out of something, how you're feeling, your anxiety, things that make you feel good, things that make you feel bad. You're so much more in touch with all of these parts of you because you then are able to be more mindful about them and it all links together. Having a good solid relationship with yourself is one of the things that I do not think is focused enough in schools or growing up, or like education-wise, and it's the one thing that when I have kids will be the thing that I like drill into them, drill into them. Because if you can't have a good relationship with yourself, how can you have a good relationship with anyone else? Because you're never your best self. You're your best self when you're feeling good in your own comfortable body. That's when you are your best self. And I think when you are that because you're able to feed into this mindfulness habits, you're able to know You're able to have a bit more discipline about things because you know it'll make you feel good in the long term. You're invested in your own future and you're invested in your potential, which makes these mindfulness habits that aren't always easy, but are really beneficial so much easier. It really is so much easier. It's crazy. And I think, oh, just please, please take the time to start investing in you. Invest in you as much as you do with everyone else because you deserve it to you. You owe it to yourself. And I think it's such a shame that we don't. It's such a shame. I feel like it got quite passionate towards the end then. I didn't realise I felt so strongly about alone time. I think it's because, being honest, I really, really struggled with being on my own for a long time. I really hated it. If I was on my own, I would want to cry. I felt so overwhelmed and I didn't really like who I was. I didn't know who I was and I didn't like who I was because I didn't know it. I didn't know who I wanted to be and I didn't know who I could be. I had yet onboarded the realisation that I could be anyone I wanted to. There was no limit to where I was going. There were so many different things that I could be and I hadn't realised this yet. So please, I feel like I could talk about this forever. So I'm just going to have to end this point here. But please, please start carving out two hours of your week just to get to know yourself. To try something new, to work out what hobbies you like, to work out what books you like to read, what food you like to taste. To work out what you like to do when you're bored, to work out where you want to go. Please start carving this time into your timetable because it is so important. It's so important. Please do it, please. Should probably move on to the next part of the podcast now as I have ranted about that for for far too long, really. But 
Now on to the new things I've done this week. Well, that took a dramatic turn. That was a very passionate podcast episode. I did not knew I felt did not knew did not know I felt so strongly. But I mean, it's hardly a surprise. I feel so strongly about developing a good relationship with yourself and being alone and loneliness in your twenties because it's one of the biggest things I struggle with, and I still struggle with it now. I don't want you all to think I don't, and that I've cured myself. I struggle all the time. I literally was sad earlier on because I was on my own. So it happens. Be kind to yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. I think. The biggest thing is realising that you can still do fun things on your own and investing in yourself. But anyway, we're not carrying on the conversation. See what I mean? I really could talk about it forever. Now we're talking about the new things that I've done this week. And I'm 100 pages off finishing the book about your inner child. And you best believe I'm recording a fat podcast episode on that because I, that book, it's really good, but it's all like a, it's like a workshop book. And I don't know, I, I find them so much harder to read because I don't want to do every single workbook activity. I just like kind of skipping over them sometimes. And that's what I've realised I can do. I can come back to these whenever I want to. But it's been very, very interesting. Every point that she makes, I made a point on the last podcast and then read about it in the book. And I was like, am I a Greek philosopher? We are on the same wavelength here. We are on the same wavelength. Um, I'm going to talk about that this week. It's pretty jokes, to be honest. But other new things I have done this week. Oh! <gasps> Has anyone else watched that thing on Netflix about is anyone up? Oh my god. This is definitely only if you're over 18. Please don't watch it if you're not over 18. I don't think you're allowed to actually. I think it gives you a little warning on Netflix, but yeah. It's all about revenge porn and this guy who created who the concept of it really. It's so fucked. It's so interesting. It's such an interesting documentary. Please watch it because honestly, I was blown away. It's all around this mum who basically tackled the entire thing once her daughter got put on the site. And it is incredible. She did such a good job. Oh, I don't want to give anything away. Actually, I'm now realising I didn't give anything away. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's great. It's so... It's very well recorded. I liked... The stories were very vulnerable and it, it really brought to life how harrowing of an experience this would be. I think it's everyone's worst nightmare, like revenge porn or someone sending their picture to someone else, like someone you don't want to see. I, it, honestly, the thought of it makes me feel sick, like people being exposed in that way. And no, no, it's, it's such a horrible thing to do. It is genuinely such a horrible, horrible thing to do. And I would highly recommend watching that episode, watching that. It's a three-part series and each episode's 40 minutes long. But each one's a really good episode and I really, I enjoyed it. I binge-watched it in one night. There was no stopping me. I went to bed at 1am that day. Would highly recommend other good things that I've done this week. Honestly. I haven't done loads this week. It's been a very quiet week. I've been, I listened to the new Beyonce album. I like it. There are parts I like, there are parts I don't like. I think, but I think that's normal. I think that's fine. Oh, on Wednesday, another new thing I did this week. Oh, I went on the loveliest walk afterwards and I listened to, I was just walking home after I went for a drink at my boyfriend's, like the place where he worked. And because I hadn't eaten, the drink, I don't know what he did, but it, I was like tipsy, but not tipsy. It was weird. It was like a very subtle tipsy. I got my coffee and I was just walking and it was so pretty and the sun was setting and I just felt very grateful for everything that's going on. Very grateful. Thanks for being here if you're listening. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird to think about people actually listening to the podcast now. There was went through a phase where literally there was no listeners and I was just recording it for me and I still record it because it makes me happy. I enjoy doing it. It's like a mini little session where my brain doesn't run as fast and I like 
talking about the different things that are going on. It helps me feel so much calmer. And the fact that people like, the fact that you're listening to it right now honestly makes me so happy. I don't want you to think that it goes unnoticed. It really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. I am on anchor watching the views probably way too much. It's probably a little bit sad. Like if anyone watched me doing it, they'd be like, Bella, get a life. But honestly, it makes me borderline emotional. It, we're, we're, like to think about where we are a year later. So thanks for being here. It means a lot. I promise. It means so much. Like, ah. It's so exciting. But I should probably leave now because I'm meant to go meet my boyfriend for dinner. I was meant to go meet him 20 minutes ago. Whoops. These things happen. We move. I need to go try on another bikini set as well. I need to go pick that up from the shop. I can't believe I got it delivered to a shop. What a stupid decision. Who does that? Who does that? Me, apparently. So annoying. Anyway, I hope you're all having a lovely, lovely, lovely week. And let me know what you thought of this podcast episode. Rate and review it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast. It massively helps me. It means that other people can find me. And I just really enjoy reading the reviews. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod. And on the TikTok account at you've got mail underscore pod. I post on both of those very, very regularly. And it'd be lovely to see you there. Um, Yeah. I'll speak to you soon and I hope you're having a lovely week and enjoy your Sunday. If you want to be part of the newsletter that's released each week as well, make sure you're following me on Instagram so that you can add your email to the list. If you did add your email to the list and you haven't received the email, message me privately because life is so busy at the moment and I struggle to keep up with everything and some of the emails don't send and if they don't send then I just kind of leave it because I don't realistically I don't have enough time to chase everyone up for it because we've got quite a few people on there now it's very exciting but yeah let me know what you think and I hope you have a lovely week thank you for being here and I'll speak to you soon love you bye